Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, you will discover how to immediately monetize your podcast, how to get big names to come on your show, even if you're not a big name yet, how to launch your podcast in under 30 days for less than $100, and you will watch yours truly get exposed and coached by my friend, Cheryl Plouffe. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Mustafa. So great to be here with you today. Great to see you. Let me do the uh, proper introduction, and then we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. By the way, today is my birthday, so I'm giving away five one-hour marketing consultations uh, to the first five people that would leave a comment and would say, um, consultation on any channel that you are watching. This is a one-hour consult, no strings attached. It's not a sales pitch. We'll work on your biggest marketing channel challenge and we'll come up with a plan, a simple, probably one page plan to tackle that issue and a roadmap uh, and an action plan to address that. So if you're interested in that, chat the word consult uh, on whatever channel you're watching and we're we'll go ahead and send you a link to uh, book that up. Now, let me do the proper introduction to my friend Cheryl and uh, we're going to again dive into a very interesting conversation about podcasts and shows, which is very important if you're running a business. Cheryl Plouffe turned her professional media experience into a thriving virtual video production agency and consultancy. She is an entrepreneur and international speaker and has broadcasted over 20,000 hours of live television over her 25-year career. Today, Cheryl creates and implements custom content plans for six and seven-figure business owners so they can quickly get their brand known online. She is the creator of the Profitable Podcast Method, helping coaches get more clients, referrals, and speaking gigs. When she's not working, she's a hockey and baseball mom and an avid Prince fan. She lives in uh, she lives and works in Ontario, Canada, so another fellow Canadian. Welcome, Cheryl. So great to be here. Yes, great a big Prince fan. I'll my my son is in the other room somewhere and hopefully he'll uh he'll not be banging on the walls while we're having this important conversation <laughs> absolutely um where about are you in ontario i'm in chatham which is in the southwest of ontario an hour from detroit michigan oh nice so you could cross yeah. the border rather easily and quickly i guess yes sir Yes. Nice. It's, I mean, um, I love this area because it's so, I mean, you know, as, as far as Canadian climate goes, <laughs> right. Being in Southwestern Ontario is, is probably the, the warmest place you can be, which really appeases me as a girl who comes from Northern Ontario, where we have, you know, very large, nearly, um, you know, six foot high snow banks on any given winter. Uh, I like the warmth of Southwestern Ontario. Very nice. What's it like right now? It's stormy today. It's stormy today, but cold front. Stormy Listen, even going back to my, my, I was a weather person for a long, long time. So I do know meteorologically there was a cold front that came through. I do know that. Nice. So it's, it's raining. Is it? It's raining. It's storming, but I think it's passing. Oh yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So let's uh, dive into it. Cheryl, what is, what is your story? 
Well, my story, um, Mustafa, is one that began, actually it began when I was 18, but I'm not going to go through every detail of my life since I was 18 because it'd be a long story. But uh, I really began in television when I was 18 years old when I was working at a cable TV station. And I was in the background pulling cables like as a volunteer. And one day someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, we need a host for this show. Would you want to try it? And I'd never done anything on camera. I'd never hosted anything like that or really done much public speaking at that point. I'd done a little bit of modeling, but other than that, not much in the way of on camera work. So I started hosting the show and turned out that I really, and turned out I loved it. I loved it and just kind of build a passion for it. So fast forward many years, I worked in my way up the ranks and eventually made my way to the national stage, right? Becoming a national TV broadcaster uh, before the age of 30. And I did that for 17 years. And I was very happy in that role as an on-air personality, TV personality, and also moved up the ranks in you know, management and leadership positions I also was teaching college um, TV journalism students would come into my class to learn how to perform on camera. And so I had a variety of different experiences in media. In 2017, I decided to leave that profession to start my own video marketing agency and, and consultancy under my own name. And since then, that's what I've been doing is helping business owners with video first content plans, in some cases, customized plans, and now uh, more recently, really diving into this world of, of what we call profitable podcasting, which is a very different slant on the traditional podcast model. Very nice. So um, you, you know your way around being on camera and uh, I guess performing and the mindset. So you're a pro at it. Right. I feel like I'm a pro at it now, but that wasn't my experience in the earliest stages. It was really a, you know, learning on the job type of experience is how I came up the ranks. I didn't go to school for this. I actually ended up really working my way up the ranks and learning what I could in various positions. I was, I did some radio. I was a business reporter at one point. I was editing audio clips for the radio station. I, all kinds of interesting experiences that I've had in the course of my, my career. And what's interesting about that though, Mustafa, is I think that all of those experiences in media led me to where I am today because it's actually a perfect transition going from broadcasting because what really what you're doing is you're communicating a message consistently to an audience, building up that audience and having them you know come back for, for more and then my company that I work for would monetize that, right? And that's actually really similar to what we do as entrepreneurs is that we would create content and build an audience and then we would find a way to monetize that. So the, it was a really a natural transition for me to go from broadcasting to marketing. I mean, like we're, we're live on, on a few different social, social channels right now. And uh, but going live on national TV where thousands and thousands of people watch you, that's a whole different ballgame. And it uh, is, it's, it's <laughs> it different. is, <laughs> you know, it is, I, it is. I was really nervous the first night that I went on national television to the point where my now husband was the one who had to really push me to do it because I had convinced myself that I had an ulcer. I had convinced myself that I was ill, that I wouldn't be able to do it because I did. I physically felt ill the first the night before I went on. 
for the first time. And he, as a seasoned broadcaster in his own right, knew exactly what was happening. And that was stress, right? That's a, a, a really a stress um, that was manifesting itself inside of me. And he said, you're going to be fine. You're going to go and you're going to do it. And I did. So the next night I went and it was terrifying the first night. Uh, but then by the next week, it got better. And by the week after that, it got better. And then really within a few months, I was promoted to one of the top rated morning shows in Toronto at that time and went to, to full-time pretty much right away. And the rest was history. Love it. So um, what do you do these days and who do you serve? I think I heard your question is, is what do I do these days and who am I serving? Yes. Yes. So the people that I work with predominantly now are, especially from the perspective of um, prof profitable podcasting, are coaches, consultants, people who have taken their professional experience and their IP and they've created their own programs, courses, memberships, masterminds, those types of things are what they actually um, want to promote. Now, so they want to sell those things. And what we do is we teach a method of podcasting that allows them to do that, but not in the traditional sense of just waiting for the audience to build. What we do is we focus on leveraging a podcast so that they can build connections, meet more people, business opportunities, business development uh, opportunities, maybe collaborations or joint ventures with other people that helps to build momentum and move their business along. So that's really what we um, focus on in terms of the profitable podcasting. On the other side of what we do is you know, six and seven figure businesses come to us if they want to have a customized strategy built for them. But if you are someone who is either close to six figures at the six figure mark, and you're really trying to figure out what is the best way to market myself. So you're not a new, new entrepreneur. You have a proof of concept. You have something that you are, have already sold. So we know that that's a path to profitability. Then, then that's really what we focus on. Got it. Um, gang, if you're watching or listening, if you have any questions about podcasting or running your own show, feel free to put them in a comment on whichever channel you're watching and we'll do our best to address your questions um and so i you 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 already kind of touched on it but what do you suggest business owners start their shows or podcasts how how should they start them why 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 they should start a podcast is because in my opinion it is a strategy an organic strategy that ticks off a lot of boxes on a checklist an imaginary checklist of all the things that we need to do as business owners so for example when you have a podcast and you do it the way that we explain to do it is that you're able to create valuable content. You are positioning yourself as an authority. You are omnipresent on multiple platforms. You are saving yourself time by not editing your podcasts. You are um, monetizing it in a way that is elegant and is not a salesy sort of process, right? It's built around this idea of building reciprocity first and being in that giving mode first without yeah. asking for anything in return. So that is like built in reciprocity. Now people want to come to your aid because you were the person who reached out first and said, Hey, you know, uh, I want to, I want to bring you on my show to talk about the thing you want to promote. This is about you. 
So that's why it's really a great strategy. It just, it does ticks off a lot of boxes, Mustafa, on a list of all the things we need to do, right? We want to be present. We want to have an online presence. We want to have content. We want to be on all the platforms. We want to repurpose content. There's just so many reasons why this is a great strategy. And those are some of the reasons why. Love it. The biggest thing that I like about podcasting or doing a show, especially like the way we do it when we go live, and I know you do that too, is the fact that, um, that leverage is the big keyword for me personally. Like we're live on all of our social channels right now. Then we grab the audio and post it on a podcast, which is like another probably 10 or 15 or maybe 20 different podcast platforms across the globe. Yes. And then what you could do is like use that, even leverage that even further and transcribe the show, post it as a blog, send it as an email to your list. So the list just goes on, on and on. So the leverage in this strategy is, is huge. So I'm a huge fan, obviously, because I do that myself as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think leverage is an important word to to think about as, as it pertains to podcasting. How are you utilizing a podcast to, to ultimately help you grow your business and to build your brand, but still do it in a way that isn't coming across as salesy right out of the gate? You know, I, I think the problem that we have is that there have been so many ads. We have all been bombarded by ads and we're still bombarded by ads, but we're also savvy now that we can smell an ad from a mile away. And so it's important to have a strategy that uh, circumvents that and that allows you to still be able to build a connection or get a foot in the door with someone who you might not have previously had access to. Like if you go, if you go to a big name person and you say right out of the gate, Hey, I want to sell you this thing. They're not responsive. They're not going to be responsive to that. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's what a 